You're listening to Two Pauls and a Pod. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reid. So I'm very excited to be here with former rugby player Devon Toner. Hi Devon. Hi guys, thanks How's for having me. No worries, great to have you, thanks for being here. Yeah, Good well. to see you Dev, long time no see. Yeah, how are you? <laughs> well. <laughs> it was uh, yesterday for the record. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what we want to get into actually, how how you get to know, how you got to know Paul and um, you know, uh, it's a story that I don't know but a lot of people do know about your career and uh, all that stuff and how uh, you changed career basically and, and pivoted as they say or uh, took a retirement and uh, got into finance. Yeah. No, pretty much. Um, so, like, obviously, everyone knows that a professional rugby player or a professional rugby career doesn't last for forever. Mm. I was coming up thirty six at the time last summer. Um, I kind of knew that my retirement was coming around the corner. Um, it was getting a bit long in the tooth. It was getting a bit old. All the, all the young lads I was playing with, playing with guys that were born in the year two thousand. So it was kind of oh, like, Jesus. yeah, I was Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so it was definitely coming up. But uh, I suppose, like, I didn't, I didn't know what direction I was going in at all so about a year and a half before I kind of knew that I was going to be hanging up the boots I kind of uh, started talking to a career coach and um, we kind of started talking about directions and all and then the one thing that she said to me was you need to go and sort your finances out because basically like rugby like as a rugby player you do get a good salary but it's not soccer standards yeah, yeah. at all like when you when you finish rugby you need a job afterwards because yeah. you've got you've got crash to pay you've got mortgages to pay I'm sorry Dev is it correct that you're kind of you start getting paid more at the kind of the younger you are and the older you get when you're renewing contracts they get shipped away sometimes or all the time or what is it so I'm not trying to dive into your personal finance but oh, saying, yeah. from a rugby player point of view mm. <clears throat> I'm right in saying that they can get less the more you move on sometimes. Well, it depends. and it, it, Everyone's situation is different. Right. So it's obviously when you're breaking into the squad first, you're, you're getting paid pittance when you're in the academy. Okay. And then when you get your first development contract, it'd be it'd be an average. So it'd, be, it'd be good enough. I'd say it'd be in around maybe 40 grand or so. Oh, okay. Um, and then once you start getting into the senior squad and then the more you start playing, obviously you, it comes in maybe two-year bursts. Like, so you sign a two-year contract and then you'd hopefully be getting more and more uh, Great. As, as you play. And obviously, if you break into the Ireland squad, then you get be paid more, um, and then it, it all depends on that. Um, so it's all on an individual individual basis. Right. Like. So my, my coming to the end of my career, like I obviously stopped playing with Ireland, and then I had another year or two with Leinster, and so that contract kind of came down a bit. So I was kind of right, very came good. up so in my had early thirties, yeah, and then kind of down my late, kind of okay. coming to the end a bit, like very good. So, um, and throughout your career, were you you're conscious of obviously what you're getting paid and the contracts you get in, but are you just so focused on on, tra- on not training, but like the, just the game itself that you're kind of going, okay, that's kind of average what I get. So you hadn't thought much about your finances in the future because you're so focused on the career at hand. Yeah, you don't. You don't focus at all, really, yeah. to be honest. Um, it's like anybody in their 20s, though, isn't it? Yeah. I know yeah. you have a shorter career in the back of your head, you know you're going to be gone or whatever, mid-30s probably, yeah. if you don't get injured, but... Most people doing anything at 20 years of age don't really think about the money and you spend it. No. You don't even think about next week. <laughs> Never mind the next decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're very focused on training. You're very focused on the next game. You're yeah. very like in, a, in when you're playing rugby, it's literally you play week by week. You play one game, how that goes, and then it's the next game, and then it's the next game. So it's literally your focus differs every week. Like so it's your finances and your money, you're, it's it's kind of at the back of your head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um so, um, at that level, you have to be that focused as well. You can't be just thinking yeah. of your 
pretty much. Stuff. And is there anyone uh, in, in around, I know like a lot of my footballer friends, they do the badges and all that kind of stuff towards the end of their career to kind of go into coaching or kind of take a kind of sports um, science side of things, a few mm. of my friends have. But is there anyone in, in your, when you're kind of winding down, doing that kind of stuff or kind of looking at courses to do or looking at time different yeah. direction to go uh, well so one of my well, two of my good friends that, um, that, that I started playing rugby were probably Sean O'Brien and Sean Cronin yeah. so Sean O'Brien is back coaching Leinster now yeah. um, so well he went to play London Irish for two years and, he, and then he, he obviously but he coached uh, Tullow all the way up as well his local club back in Carlow no so then um, he obviously did a bit of coaching over in London as well so then uh, when he came back he, he is the the contact skills coach for Leinster now. Wow. Um, and then Sean Cronin, he was uh, doing his his badges in the background now, and he's actually head coach of St Mary's now. Wow. And yeah. he, I think he, I think he's doing a bit, uh, maybe with the Munster Academy, I'm not sure. But uh, th- those two boys uh, got into coaching. But for me, I, I don't think coaching was ever really for on the carriage for me. Like I think really, you need yeah. to be a certain type of personality to do it, and I, and I just probably didn't think I was yeah, um, yeah. plus I was kind of enjoying the freedom of getting away from rugby a bit as well just on that so the, the personality thing and the coaching thing is, this is a big thing so I would have thought that most professional players uh, sports people um, this is just probably my own ignorance would have automatically chose to stay in that sphere and go into sp- into management or into coaching or background, whatever it is. Hmm. Uh, but you mentioned the personality thing. What 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 was it? Or why did you why did you not do it? Uh, like I think a lot of people. Well, some like obviously everyone's got different personalities and different traits and all. And I think the people who are best suited to go into coaching are the lads who are bossy. <laughs> a little bit bossy, but they going to say something yeah. else. <laughs> no, it's just I suppose in my playing career, you, I wasn't the I wasn't the best leader. I suppose I was never captain. Do you know what I mean? I was right. I, I was never very vocal in the team meetings or anything. Now I was technical when it came to lineouts because I was the kind of lineout leader, so I yeah. would lead that part of the game. But I was never the one shouting at people and or telling yeah, them yeah. to take it up off the ground or stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So like I was never, because I, I knew there was better people at it than me. So I just right. let them kind of do to do their thing. Like, and, and, I, and I found that those kind of lads are probably the better ones to get to go into coaching. That's fair enough. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, would, would you, in school and stuff like that, would you be more of an introverted character or would you be, or what were you like in school, basically? Um, I would probably have been introverted because uh, I suppose growing up, like I was six foot 10. Do you know what I mean? I was, yeah, tr- yeah, I was yeah. trying to, I was trying to, not, not trying to blend in because I was never going to do that. I'm not even yeah, fucking yeah. five foot 10. <laughs> 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 oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like I wasn't, um, I wasn't introverted, but I was, I, I would have shied away from the kind of spotlight a bit probably. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, but in school I was, I was kind of the, the lad who kind of got on, who got on with everyone. Do you mean I was I was friends with the with the geeks and the nerds as well because it was kind of one as well. But then I was yeah. friend friends with the jocks as well. Do you know what I mean? So I was yeah. kind of friends with everyone. Like I didn't really have any enemies. You know? Yeah, because <laughs> you would have battered them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, you say you're, you're a geek. I don't know to me like I am as well. But and I'm dead sound, so everyone wants to be my mate. But um, <laughs> I don't know why everyone laughs Actually, that. just for the yeah. record, right? For listeners, like, I'm gonna try to explain some of this. So Paul sitting in the studio. Sorry. Saying he's a geek and he has a drawn pencil glove on, which basically means he has two fingers, uh, a two fingers glove. So, yeah, we can testify that he's a geek. Yeah, yeah I think everyone's yeah, yeah. up for that. I have cats on my cover on my phone, but anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, so like, but were you were you good? I mean, when we get into the uh, change 
your career and so were you good in school were you good at maths and business did you enjoy that bit or were you good at did you do the arts more or, yeah you know? I was good at um I was good at the technical stuff the maths oh yeah maths right. and stuff I didn't like languages or anything like that do you know what yeah. I mean so like I was kind of good and I had a good memory so I was able to kind of memorize stuff and, and oh, put yeah. it down on the paper like do you know what I mean so like I was good I, like I was good like I was in the like the, the top half of the class yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean always like you know okay. I got a decent enough leaving cert but like yeah. I, I could have done better if I had a study board but, but I kind of relied on the memory do you know what I mean so I didn't do a lot of study so yeah, yeah, yeah. but I kind of knew that I was, well I was not banking on sport but I was like I kind of knew I was kind of going in that direction, in direction a little yeah. bit like but, and you played um, guy as well did you in school uh, I played up until around 16 like okay. not, not not to any big level it was yeah, like back yeah. in my local club my Alvi so like yeah. uh, I say I finished when I was like 15 or so but yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. Not, nothing too spectacular what club was it? Mynalvi Mynalvi alright yeah, yeah. It's, it's right in the middle of between say Kilcock Dunshockland Summerhill and Dunboyne right in the middle between all, all, all four of them like. right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good club yeah uh, yeah, yeah. up to Mynalvi there's a shout out so so you're coming you're when you were coming to the end of your career, um, were you not sick of it? You know, the rugby, the training, the focus, all that stuff. Were you ready to kind of go, I'm I'm ready to move on now? Or were you lamenting a bit more of the, the glory days and all that kind of stuff? I mean, how does one kind of leave that behind? No, my situation, I was kind of ready for it. You yeah. know, what, what, what kind of happened to me was um, my second last year, I was coming up and um, I actually only got, my last year's contract probably by the skin of my teeth because I, I was my last my second last year I was kind of I was kind of told that there wasn't a contract there for me wow. basically how did, um, I, how did I feel? Ah, like disappointing really at the time um, but in the back of my head I was like oh I might be able to actually do a year or two in France or I might be able to do like a year or two well, in yeah. Japan I might be able to get some get some life experiences and like get some sun somewhere like yeah so I was actually uh, looking into that a little bit um but then one of the younger lads in the <laughs> in the squad uh, yeah, a big fella called Jack Dunn he, he broke his ankle he was the second row and then I think the coaches Dev were like broke his ankle <laughs> 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 I don't know how but oh. he's training you know but then, uh, then but then the, I think the coaches they kind of thought to themselves they were like oh if actually someone gets injured next year we're kind of screwed so yeah. they were like okay we kind of need to keep Dev on so uh, I got the last last year's contract so then we were kind of weighing things up of do I take the one year or do, do we go to France or do we go to Japan or we do something like that and then we have two young kids. We were like, yeah, yeah. My young, young fellow Max was going to be starting school this year. I was like, not going to bring him off to France or Japan for a year and then come back. And so not uprooted. So we took the, took the last year. So then coming to that, the end of that last year, I kind of knew that. I was You're more prepared. Do, I, was, I was done after that. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah. So like I was kind of, I was preparing the year before. So I'm like, now I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, it's on the cards. I'm probably done at the end of the season. Yeah. And then I obviously wasn't getting picked as much as well because I was, I was old. I was kind of, I, I, I wasn't starting as much. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I was kind of, I was, I was training just, not been playing, do you know what I mean? So yeah. you're part of the 40, 45 man squad, but you're not playing the games, which is it's 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 frustrating. Is that well. tough? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely for everyone. Yeah, do you know I mean because there's there's young lads and there's old lads training, but who aren't you aren't going to play the game? You're literally just preparing the lads for the big games. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it is frustrating. Um, so coming up to the end of it, I was pretty much ready. Yeah, okay. For the for, for the end, yeah. And did that make it easier? Sorry, Paul. Yeah. Did that make it easier? We never spoke about this. Did that make it easier then maybe to step away completely? But that frustrating frustration that came into the game maybe so I'm thinking that maybe had it gone injured 10 years previous or other players mm. would find the easier transition to coaching where you had that year of frustration you're saying that yeah. it'd be easier to say well fuck, not fuck rugby but let's move on no no I think uh, yeah it did, it did make it easier to move on absolutely 
Absolutely, yeah. Like if if, if um, as I said, I was ready for it and I was preparing for it, and I was kind of obviously chatting to you for the whole year because I, I, we kind of were were developing this 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 role and stuff. So I kind of knew what direction I was mm-hmm. going in. So I was kind of excited for the next chapter as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a big you change. Know? Yeah, is that when you got or when did you get the is it the QFA? When did you? Yeah, so I did my last. Uh, I did my last exam in January there and passed it. So uh, I've, got, I've got the QFA now. Yeah. Jesus. And how did yeah. you find it? Did you, did, because you like to study, or not that you like to study, yeah. but you have good memory and you're into maths yeah. and all that. Yeah. Did you enjoy doing that side of things, or was it just like just get it done, uh, get this qualification like, that I can move on? I didn't hate it. Yeah. But like, I didn't love it either. Like, yeah, do you know what yeah. I mean? So like, it's it's that bit of study that you knew you had to do. Yeah. Um. But uh, I enjoyed doing them now because obviously there's a lot of technical stuff behind it, and there's a lot of stuff you have to yeah. learn going into it and stuff like. Um, and then the uh, like the exams. There's a uh, there's 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 six exams. Five of them are MCQs, a hundred questions. Do you mean so you you gotta have to? And there's negative marking as well, so you kind of have to get stuff right. Do you know what I mean so like Jeez. it's uh, no, it was it was enjoyable getting it done now. Yeah, okay, that makes me nervous. Even when you said that, I felt like <laughs> even said that I was like getting sweat. A uh, career. So how so how did you guys meet, Paul? How did how did that happen? I mean, um, so going back to the original thing I, I so coming up to the year I, um, I was talking to a career coach and the first thing oh, that yeah. she said to me was you need to get your finances sorted mm-hmm. um, for a retirement because obviously there'll be a drop off in wages or a drop off the face and be no wages yeah so um, I, uh, I had fo- just followed Ask Paul or uh, Paul online Oh, right. Because I thought I saw, I because I remember seeing him. He did a podcast with Jamie Heaslip at, at some stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when Jamie retired. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um. So I just reached out, sent a message on uh, DM on Instagram. I said, "Here, can I come in for a consult?" He slid into my DMs. Slid into his DMs. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> <Slick>. <laughs> yeah. oh, and the rest was history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To send a picture of you in an Ireland jersey. Yeah, totally. that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we thought only you could make this weird. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I came in for the consult myself and my wife Mary, who came into the boardroom um, and did the consult, um, and it was kind of mind blowing, kind of because you, you see your you see your whole life mapped out in front of you until you're 100 years old. Yeah, it's uh, the the cash flow uh, cash flow modeling it's called. Um, yeah. So you literally see, and then like he didn't put some different scenarios and and you show how the graph changes with um with every little thing you, you do yeah. um so i got kind of blown away by that after that first meeting and then actually a couple of weeks a couple of months got months got by and kind of gotten got back in touch with paul and he was like have you ever thought of it, uh what you're going to do after rugby um because he at the time he knew i, I didn't ha- i didn't have a direction to go yeah yeah um and he said have you ever looked at financial services and i was like no i haven't really like and then i kind of got talk, think, talk, thinking about it again and 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 it kind of appealed to me a bit and then he was like yeah, there might be there might be able to come up a role here if 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 um if you obviously if you if if you're interested first yeah. of all, and if you obviously get the get the QFAs and get qualified and all that sort of stuff, so we kind of started on the road from there. Was, yeah, was no, Japan was, on the card still then, or what was the? It story was half there? thought of, wasn't it? When you came in the beginning, it was you had these options. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. it was an option, but, yeah. but in fairness, I, I, and again from the conversation, the very first conversation we had with Dev, the you know. Even Japan was that kind of island hopping thing as well. You couldn't really bring the wife and kids either. And Mary came in and, mm. you know, so it like yeah. when any client that comes into the boardroom or comes in for a consultation, you're kind of get to know people fairly yeah, easily. Yeah. Mm. Uh, obviously, Dev's a, a, a national treasure and a legend and yeah. whatever. So you're kind of sitting down with somebody. I'm not just saying that because he's here, but you're sitting down and you're kind of going, well, he's actually got this really big decision to make. Um, and we were looking for somebody in the, the Dev's role as the head of partnership. So we'd reach out to corporates and get into that in a second for him maybe. But, we wanted someone in that role that hadn't got maybe 
very hard to go into those roles if you're an advisor for 10 or 15 years because you're so into the advisory yeah. space where you kind of want somebody fresh out of the industry that has some other type of background yeah. to build relationships in a different way rather than just about the product all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's why it was kind of perfect. So when he was sitting across from us, uh, I was thinking this 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 would actually go brilliant mm. for him and for us and for, for, for future clients, etc. Um, so yeah, we came up with the role ahead of partnerships um, and he's um, slid in perfectly been in perfectly and nice. um, it's been good how long are you there since September okay right. yeah September yeah so uh, a couple of months now so really enjoying it yeah and what is it like because I know you're saying that you weren't um, naturally or into doing the coaching and stuff like that but what's it like now um, not going to a training pitch I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure you get asked this all the time but what is it what's the difference for you now do you feel more do you feel more relaxed or laid back or comfortable and 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 you know, as you say, you drop the kids off to school and then you go off to work and Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. much more relaxed. A lot more relaxing, yeah. Can I jump in here actually just your talking? <laughs> so I just say this. I will say the one of the reasons why I wanted to get Dev involved in the business yeah. is that I did the stuff with Jamie uh, he said before and we did a series of podcasts and series of interviews with self-employed people and same with Bernard Brogan from Dublin uh, Football mm. and I know it's about professional sports people I know Bernard's it's a, Dublin's not professional but it's kind of unprofessional in fairness they have a really really good balance in between life work because they're trained ridiculously well you know yeah, they got yeah. the best psychologists they get best fitness they got the best structure um, the most structured person in our office, with Dev's in what eight months now. The most structured person in our office with time, with you know, just the process is Dev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So having that background, he doesn't even know I was going to say that. I've never said to him before. But having that background is such a structure. Yeah. When you bring it into business, I just knew it was going to, because it's it's they're they're so structured. What they do, they're told when yeah. to eat, when to train, when to go here, there, mm. and they got this really good discipline. Yeah. And it's so easy when you're trying to build a business and trying to put people in that business um, yeah it's it's really cool you can see you know, you know he's around the corner from the office of Vern as well as Lorgan but the timekeeping the, not that I was checking his time my time he's in and out, you know what I mean you I'm just, keeping an eye on your time yeah. I, was trying to get him, I was trying to get him out the door yesterday I was like would you go <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it is sorry the structure that Dev has and I will say this even from they're just as normal to keep in or making sure that I'm where I'm supposed to be for any of the talks he's arranged or anything we're doing together from a corporate point, a corporate point of view for talking yeah. um, and that structure is just so calm and organised where he's probably going to test him to this I'm all over the place like I'm just so scatterbrained and I'm so busy doing 20 million things at once um, so yeah that structure is definitely being well welcomed in all parts of the business and saying that like with that structure and that discipline that Dev brings um has it changed the culture in the office has it changed the kind of attitudes of people ah yeah I think so look, I'm not uh, everyone I mean like no nobody. I think it genuinely has I think someone like Dev and obviously uh, going back to his career for Ireland and how much respect everyone would have from I think he's automatically put better uh, manners on people but actually it's really weird so we have a new uh, sales director in uh, Derek and uh, he came into his first meeting and he was kind of trying to give a speech like you know like just as a get to know the team and he came out after us going Fucking hell, like Dev Toner sitting opposite me and trying to motivate these guys. Like, oh, he's an Ireland legend. Like, yeah, yeah. And he was so hell with comfort. So, so he definitely, he's like, it must be, I wouldn't even thought of that then, but I felt sorry for him after that. Yeah, he was like, course, yeah. imagine going into a meeting and Dev sitting there, like, yeah. and all the speeches he's gone through, and you're trying to motivate a team yeah. of financial advisors, and you've got one of Ireland's best rugby players in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it is, I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. I'm delighted having the team. And speaking of uh, motivation and stuff like that, Dev, as well, with, with the, with the, likes of like when 
you know, you were looking for that new change in your career, that kind of, or your life. Um, did you, you know, did you, how would I structure this? Did you go back to any moments in your life as a rugby player and go, okay, well, if I got you that and if I changed that in my team, like getting onto the Ireland team for the first time and all this kind of stuff, did you ever have to do that? Did you ever have to think that way? Or are you just thinking forward and keep moving? Yeah, no, not really. Like I literally, I just say, just keep on moving keep forward. On, yeah. As I as I said already, like it's literally a week by week thing. You're, when you when you when it's rugby, like you know, yeah. you kind of get picked for one game. You're looking for the next one, the next one, the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's you're not really looking forward that 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 much. Like, do you mean? So I didn't I, I didn't look back or 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 anything like that. And it's like I kind of thought there wasn't an awful lot that I could take from back then to in, into now. Do you mean? But like. Looking back on it, there are obviously similarities and stuff like yeah, to, to, yeah. To, to a lot of stuff. But um, <clears throat> when I was looking at the, at the decision to change or a decision to go anywhere, no, I, I didn't really pull on anything really. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And the word retirement, how does that feel when someone says, oh, you're retired? Yeah. What was that like? It's grand because I, I grew up in a professional rugby world. So yeah. retirement to me was at that age. 35, 36, 37, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're stopping playing rugby. Yeah, but yeah, now, yeah. obviously, retirement is 65, 66, do you know what I mean? So, like, because right. I'm in the financial world, you know? So, yeah. at the time, like, I, I, I don't mind at all, obviously, the word retirement. It's it's a weird retirement because, in fairness to, to professional rugby players or anyone that's in that kind of professional sport, I suppose, you're talking about retirement or seeing people retire around you all the time. Where typically speaking, as you said, you get to 65 or 60. You, a lot of people in our 20s and 30s don't think about retirement, to be fair. Mm. Um, but... It, Someone said something earlier on to me about Dev saying that, oh, well, because you're retiring from rugby, um, you know, he knew it was coming, yeah. um, you know, because he's been in that world, like he just said, but we all know it's coming, you know. So obviously yeah. it's a shorter time frame, but time frame. But people that are listening to this that maybe 55 or 60 are in the exact same situation with Dev was four or five years ago. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't make a difference whether you're 35 or 55 or 65. Mm. You know, you know it's coming at some stage. Yeah. Uh, and the same principles apply, okay, when he retired from his sport, he was going into a career. Most people, when they retire, they don't go back to work. Mm. They retire, the mortgage is paid off, or they've, you know, they've, they're, they're, they're going to go on holidays and they're going to have enough income to live on, hopefully. Yeah. But it's it's a big, it, retirement is a massive thing for everybody yeah. that's probably either in this room and listening. Um, it's going to happen at some stage, hopefully. And mm. if it doesn't, no disrespect, you're dead. Yeah, you either yeah, die, yeah. you get the retirement age one or the other. So you, you're going to have to think about it at some stage. But, um, yeah, I mean, I in, my, think... in my game, it's kind of, uh, it's I'm an actor, Deb, massive yeah, actor. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's seen you in that commercial ten yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having cheers. Um, Shh, not to mention oh, them. Sorry, pod- sorry, sorry, sorry. Fuck's yeah, sake, yeah, sorry. come on, imagine. Keep yeah, it. Pay for my college, but you know. But um, yeah, in our in our game, like retirement is kind of like a bad word in the sense where you just. But you probably never retired, would you? Honestly, like when you get retired, like there's like you can see actors. And actresses, actors, artists in any in in any artists. No, but, sorry, I oh know whatever. But in, in so any you can see act, you can see actors in any age, yeah, on stage still, yeah, and still taking gigs and still because they love it. They yeah. love it. I actually saw one night. Actually, sorry, yeah, drum crash. Do you know an actor that has retired? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's mostly due to health reasons, really. It's not due to boredom or kind of, uh, you know, I mean, boredom, but, it, but people obviously keep need to keep making money. And that's why, you know, I was chatting to you the other day about pensions as well and all this kind of stuff for me. And in my retirement, I would like to see myself retiring at some point. But then someone comes back with a part and goes, would you be interested in And you'll this? say, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I can't see you retire, ever. No, and it's, I think it's just artists in general. Like, you're, you're always going to do art. Like, you're always, like, I have to draw. I have to... 
you just do it. You know what I mean? With my glove. Um, but you just kind of have to do it. But I did see one night um, an actor take his last, not his last breath of an audience, his last intake of an audience. And it was yeah. really profound. I was sitting on stage looking at him and it was in the Abbey. And I was, I, I knew he was going to leave the show because he wasn't well. And um, I saw him the night before and, Anyway, and I was like, Jesus, he's not looking good. So they were talking about replacements, which is really unheard of in Ireland. I mean, in England, you have understudies and all this kind of stuff because they have the money to do all that. But um, in Ireland, you kind of just, you know, you're on every night and that's it. And that's that's a great work ethic as well. It's like, you know, mm. in terms of the rugby or training, you're on. If you're on, you're fucking, you're playing, you know. Yeah. That's it. And so that's been a great discipline for me. But I did see him on, yeah, and he, he, he did a monologue. And he looked out to the audience and he'd been there since day one in the Abbey, like, you know, back in the day. And he took a big breath and I looked at him. He just put his hand up. His car didn't. He did. He just put his hands up and wide and just looked at the audience and took a massive breath in. And then he just kind of walked by me and kind of go, yeah, there you go. What there. age was he? He was older now. Very older. Yeah, he was in yeah. like 80s, yeah. 80s. 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turned uh, 80 around that time. But, you know, he still does loads of TV stuff. He's still going. Like, I still okay, see so him. So he's not retired. So he's not fucking retired. <laughs> no, no, theatre. Theatre, theatre. point. <laughs> no, no, theatre. Okay. Because it's, 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 so, it's so long, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's just such a different discipline. But, yeah, he took a big, big breath and went, Jesus Christ. That I, but I'd love to do that. I'd love to just have that moment and go, see you later. I'm yeah. done. So, so, Paul, what you're talking about there, in fairness, is the difference between people being able to retire... Um, and not wanting to retire. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. from, and again, we mentioned this in previous podcasts about income for uh, actors in particular where it's sporadic and you can kind of live on big money, low money, medium, whatever you're going through because your your life lifestyle is kind of around your income. Yeah. I find when people get to retirement age, a lot of people that we meet might or we, our clients might be able to retire at 55 or 60, but they don't necessarily want it. They want to keep going. Like some of the most successful clients that we would have uh, from business wise are kind of still working at 70, 74, 75 years of age. They don't want to stop because they love or they have a passion for what they're doing. Obviously in rugby, you can't do that till you're 80 because no. obviously like you're saying the acting yeah. in the in that thing, in the theatre rather. But I find for people, retirement has this thing. Retirement is no longer sitting on a rocking chair somewhere looking out at the porch. I think yeah. it's, it's about being, having the money. I always say this to people, retirement's about money, not about age. Unfortunately, to a lot of people they, mm. they the, the mm. thing of when I'm 65 I'm going to retire I'm going to get a state pension that's 20 years 30 years ago that doesn't happen these days yeah, yeah. people know that they need to have money uh, to retire or some element of money or not that they're comfortable living on a lower salary they were wearing for their whole career um, and they're fine taking along into retirement they're not going to know it's much different but if someone's working and earning you know uh, as an actor or um, a, a PAO worker or self-employed some of themselves they have to go to work to bring in money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can't mm-hmm. really stop when they have something else to replace that money with, either a big pension pot, a lot of cash in the bank, a couple of investment properties, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. But you still need that income coming in. Um, and so it is it, it is mad the way I think you're technically retired mid-30s. Yeah. Uh, now you're back in until you're 60. Career, 60, career 60, change. 68 at least. More career change. Career yeah, change. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, career change. Which yeah. a lot of people did, as you were saying, over the lockdown, come into you and going, do you know what, I want to go yeah. in a different direction mm. and how do I start that journey and mm. stuff like that and where do I go from here? Yeah, especially in lockdown because people were kind of remote working and really yeah. valuing their time with their kids or their time at home yeah. and not going into their, their rat race in the morning traffic or commuting like hell. Or, mm. And maybe remote working, they can work from, you know, where they're from Kerry and living in Dublin, they can back to Kerry or, yeah, or wherever yeah, yeah. they're from. Um, it is a bit of a balance. 
but it's great to t- it, you know what I really enjoyed about this this podcast in particular is talking about that retirement element I suppose Steph because but you're right mm. you didn't retire no. you just had to change your career yeah but because in professional sports it is technically mm. retirement last question I have last game feeling did you know it was your last game or what way does that work for you my last game was actually um, playing for the Barbarians oh yeah that's really? right yeah I got picked for the Barbarians We played, they were playing a game in Spain so it was against Spain it was, so it was in, in Spain it's just the, the sock thing are they yeah well for the, if, you, if you get picked for the Barbarians you, 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 the tradition is that you wear your old club socks oh that's so right so I yeah. wore one sock from my school Castlemont College and I won wore I wore one from Lansdowne yeah wow. so you wear your club socks Deadly. Yeah, so that was my last game anyway, and it was it was class because like when you're playing for the Barbarians, it's not like professional rugby, like you're out on the piss. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for, yeah, for the week yeah. leading up, and then yeah. you obviously take the take the night off before the game. But like, for, <laughs> yeah. but it's it's such good crack, and like you you you're playing with lads. You're playing, Do you really playing take the against. night off before the game? Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, some some mightn't, but I did. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great crack. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because you're, you're you're playing with lads you play against for for so long, and you, yeah. you never really got to know like so like the good good couple of Welsh boys that we got play, um, playing with. Do you know what I mean from Cardiff and stuff like so? It was it was it was. That it was you would have been battering against. Yeah, for years. absolutely. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then, um, but I think my last Leinster game was a good one. It was actually at home in, in the Aviva against Munster, which was great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it was brilliant. Yeah, that was. It was, it was great to sign off. And you knew, that like, that was... Well. was yeah, 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 I did, yeah. That was it. You, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's the perfect way to kind of end that mm. side part of your career. I know, it was yeah. lovely. Well, like, uh, but, but then on the flip side as well, <clears throat> well, like, <clears throat> because... That's that I knew that was my last game because I knew I wasn't going to get picked for the Heineken Cup final yeah. against La Rochelle. Do you mean the, do you remember uh, we, we, we uh, lost against La Rochelle? So I knew I wasn't going to get picked for that. So I kind of knew during that's the why he lost. So it's kind of bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not. It's like, <laughs> you're joking me. <laughs> well, I lost my more. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's kind of bittersweet that way, like, you know. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, do, do, do you miss the one? Sorry, I'm not going to keep saying last question, but just I'm intrigued because no. we actually never really talked like this yeah. about rugby, to yeah, be yeah. fair, which is a bit weird, probably. Um, do you miss the crowd and do you miss the that chair when you're on the pitch and that like that the must adrenaline. be just yeah. that must be just amazing like it must and there be are, there are like there are loads of stuff you do miss like there's obviously loads of stuff I don't miss at all but there are stuff yeah. you do miss as well like so the main thing you'd miss is the the environment do you know yeah, what I mean yeah. so you're going in every day to 40 your best mates and you're kind of having a crack every day like do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Um, but so then, the office isn't like that clearly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to all these colleagues it's a bit, it's a bit more professional <laughs> yeah. in, in the Although much. he does make us every now and again stand up and just do a standing ovation because he's used to that. But yeah, loads of stuff you do with so obviously um, the environment, but then seeing the lads win the Grand Slam, do you know what I mean? And, yeah, and, and, and seeing the celebrations after that and seeing all the kids on the pitch and seeing mm. how good it was and seeing all the photos and the change room afterwards, that's stuff you miss as well. Yeah. Because I, I, I went through it. I, you I, know it. You know I've experienced it. I experienced how good it was. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of know how how it's feeling for them all. Like, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of stuff like that you miss as well. You, you know they'd have a great night out that night or or the next three nights three out nights, after. Yeah, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So it's yeah. 
And and with, with with your old teammates and your best pals, uh, are you still in touch with, with quite a lot of them and stuff like that? And yeah. they've gone into different careers. I know someone coaching, but yeah, someone coaching. Someone like I'm still obviously in touch with a lot of lads in the squad now as well. Yeah. But like it's it's kind of funny how you 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 do lose contact as well. It's yeah, kind of it's, yeah. it's it's the onus is on you to keep in, to keep in yeah. touch because that's you, like any change of job though. You know? It's weird because yeah. that's yeah. the same as any change of job. Because I worked in uh, working um, even working Irish life for years and loads of really good colleagues, and then mm. they just you kind of vanish or everything. Your school kids or your your schoolmates and yeah. your your kind of mates in college, different parts of your life. You yeah. just they just couldn't yeah. call unfortunately people. Yeah, it's funny as well because you're in the, when you're in the squad, most people are young. They don't have families, don't have kids, or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. But once now we're all starting to retire and we all have families and kids. So like we're all busier, so it's hard yeah. to get in, con- in touch. So like there's obviously some lads that are, that I try to keep in contact with who have kids and families as well that we that we try and do stuff yeah. with. Like, but um, like it's it, but. You do, you do miss the contact as well. So, because you, you're not talking to them every day, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you have, actually have to make a, a conscious effort to to reach out. Like that is how. Yeah, when we do shows or TV, whatever, everyone's best mates, and mm. you are be- you're genuinely best mates, mm. and you're loving the crack going in. It's mm. unbelievable banter, but. Yeah. And when you're younger, that's very hard to break, I find. But oh, when yeah. you're older, it just becomes part of. Oh, that was daddy. That, that was, was cool. cool. Yeah, that, that was, was cool. Experience. And everyone, where I think when you're younger, remember you used to go on holidays as a kid, like, and you meet someone, oh, and you're, yeah, you're trying yeah. try to keep a contact. You ever come to Dublin, meet up, and yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're kind of, yeah, no, you yeah. built this fantasy yeah, up, like you're yeah, going to yeah. be mates <laughs> forever, yeah, and then you yeah. never hear from each other again. But now you kind of meet someone on holidays. You go, yeah, see you later. Have a good life. Because you're mature, you just don't care. Yeah, yeah. And I with with their retirement. Um, your pals and your the, the other players um, would you give them advice and like would they be now going to you going hey, listen I need to actually chat about whatever my pension or whatever all the kind of stuff that, that you would have expertise in now um, a few yeah yeah a few a few, a few are going to me uh, probably the main thing that I'm kind of taking off is 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 the, the mistakes that I did in my career yeah so i'm going to try and do my best for the younger lads in the in the squad now of, of, of trying to steer them in the right direction like yeah, do you know you kind of retired um 35 36 and kind of looking back on all my earnings and like where did all that go yeah do you know what the stuff that i could have done that, that, that i could have done better so much better and i think just giving lads a little bit of a steer of a little yeah, bit of yeah. advice of what, what what they can be doing like would make a huge difference because you're not noticing it when you're playing you're literally Money is flying out the door. Yeah. And what was just, the what was the stupidest thing you bought? Stupid <laughs> thing is, I didn't. Oh, what was the thing you went? What the? What was I thinking? No. Buying that? Watch. I didn't buy anything stupid. I spent all money on 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 holidays and crack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. News flash tomorrow. Dev yeah, yeah. Dev yeah. missed being a crackhead. No, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. yeah. Wonder he was so mad in the pitch. No. Yeah. Yeah, no, I spent all my money on 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 basically holidays and crack and night yeah. out and well not at night out but like and then life experiences and, and the houses as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, right. Well, that was a house. You know what I mean? Like, just say again, there's nothing wrong with that. Just to say, sorry, I can't jump in like no, a, a good, here, but there yeah. is nothing wrong with that. And actually, the majority of clients we bring in, we, we the big thing people are surprised by is you want to be spending your money on holidays and good times because money's not supposed to stretch out. Money's supposed to you know give like you played professional rugby, had a really good salary. You're supposed to live the high life and have a but like I said, one or two small things yeah. would have made a massive a impact change, over yeah. a 10 year period or yeah. and that's what personal finance actually is all about I'm not getting too much into money now but that's what it really is about it's just talking about those small things that make a big difference but what Dev is saying just because again although and this is really weird I suppose not he didn't retire he had to change a career but he did retire uh, from that career I suppose 
I have never met somebody at 65, 68, 70, 55, whenever they've actually retired or stopped or sold their business or took their pension plan, who has not been given the, would say the exact same thing to somebody younger. Yeah, yeah. No matter how much they have, so they might have max pension fund at 2 million, they'll always say, oh, I wish I could have gone back and done one or two things differently with my money. Yeah. Now, not, not gone on the holidays, not mm. put the kids through education or not done anything major, mm. but um, yeah, one or two slightly different things uh, and plan there. I suppose the plan is really probably planning area, Dev, isn't yeah, it? Rather than, absolutely. you don't regret yeah. anything you no, spent no. your money on. No, not really, no. Or, but probably... Yeah, I regret points, I regret so. not having a plan. Didn't yeah, have yeah. a plan. Went yeah. to 35, didn't even think about it. Do you know what I mean? So like you're, you're on a good salary in your mid-20s and you don't, you're not looking at what you're spending that's going out the door, but like literally if I had a put couple of hundred euro a month aside three or four hundred into an investment account i wouldn't have noticed it gone and then when i retired would have had 15 years of of, of, like, of growth and you know yeah, what exactly I mean? and returns yeah, yeah yeah and that 15 year period was huge growth as well yeah, wasn't it yeah that it was so, yeah last <laughs> like, 10 years has been phenomenal yeah. growth yeah. yeah 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 and that's what i'm saying it's, it's only little so i think when people say and i, I do find my clients especially when i'm trying to talk to like anyone older than somebody you know, your elders talking to you kind of get a bit of a chip in your shoulder but it's it's only the smallest thing that can sometimes make a massive impact over decades and that's what the plan is all about so like hmm. it's not about spending Dev had to not go on holidays or just get all his lens and earn wages and put them into a pension plan yeah, and invest yeah. every single penny to be successful because he's successful hmm. it's nothing to do with the money uh, but it would have made a little bit of an impact difference yeah. you know when he got to retirement hmm. when he actually did retire from that career yeah hmm. I think in my career in a similar-ish enough sense where you're thinking by the week you're going to use next meeting or audition or you might have it might change the direction of your year and like getting a transfer or something like that or mm. going to a different club you're kind of going geez I wonder what are you laughing at <laughs> <laughs> I, I just always wanted to be a sports player right <laughs> whatever it was uh, I would have got big transfers I reckon as well but um, but there's the kind of thing where you're, you're going the plan <laughs> Same in my career. <laughs> yeah, it's just a very similar career. Isn't it? <laughs> very, yeah, 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 very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I've worn a green jersey a few times. At yeah. the last book. Yeah. Uh, no, but like, there's a kind of thing where you're going. The plan seems scary, almost. It's kind of like going, shit. If I, if you think about the plan, then you're thinking about like it's. You take the romantic vision away. Yeah, is yeah, it the rom- yeah. You're kind of reality. <laughs> like the plan it's, is nearly reality. Yeah, reality. that's yeah. a really good point. Actually, yeah. that actually is a really good point. But and the that, thing about the plans are. They're in the background. Once you do it and leave it sit, you yeah. don't think about it. Yeah, you leave it for years. Answer, you yeah. leave it for three, four, five years. You don't even think about it because yeah, yeah. you're on the you're on the plan. You can obviously check in there again because you have the portal and whatever. You look, check into your investment or whatever like that. You literally don't think about it. But mm. only, yeah, investments with pensions as well and all the other stuff that goes with it. It's it's just for That's a lot of people sorry, talking to me. You're talking really good, good, really really good here and sensible because. Two things that I two things I'm picking up from two is that I never realised. Or sorry, never realised. Never probably would have brought it up. Is you're right. The plan number one sits in the background. So you have the fear that you don't want the you want to romanticise that everything's going to be fine in the future. It'd be all right on the night type of atmosphere. But yeah, you're right, Dev. You do the plan once. You only actually look at the plan today and you leave it there. So you're right. Same same pension plan. Somebody comes in today to take a pension plan for retirement age. They set it up today. And leave it sit there for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You don't have to look at it every day and you don't have to mm. live it. It's just getting the plan together, executing it on one day and then letting it sit in the background, which you're saying as well, Dev. Mm. That's a really good insight. That's really good what you're both saying because yeah. you don't want to look at the plan because the romantic thing is getting in the way of it or is getting in the way of the romantic, the romantic vision. Yeah. Or maybe next year I'll get this gig or I'll get this thing or I'll get this job promotion. But you think it'd be found out as well as a lot of people are saying to me, going, Jesus, like my friend was gas, he's doing his taxi. He goes, every time he sits down to do his taxi, he honestly expects like the FBI. 
But the equivalent of the FBI coming in with tax on the back and them going, get you get under arrest for what? I didn't, you know, pay that bill or whatever it was. This little thing, or I bought too many coffees. Fuck, you know, it's it's that kind of feeling of fear of just this thing that might happen. And it's the same with a plan. You're kind of going, if I look into it, I might realise I'm in trouble. So ignorance is bliss. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, that's actually a really good point, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd agree with you. Yeah, that's really good. So yes, your your advice to younger players and all that kind of stuff if you were going in is to just try sort something out. Pretty right? much. Get a plan in place. Basically yeah. talk to someone. You know, yeah, don't yeah. just don't don't just put the blinkers on. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dev, to wrap up, we've got three questions we're gonna ask all our guests on this uh, series. Number one, best financial decision you ever made. Best financial decision I ever made. Uh, probably for best me was buying a house at the right time. I was very, very, very lucky. Uh, I bought my first house in 2013. Oh, so right oh, at the bottom, do you know what I mean? And it was great. You got it for free, really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, got it, I got it in, um, I bought a house in Portobello for 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 a good, <laughs> yeah. Good price. Good price. And then obviously went back up and then in 2019 sold it and, and then bought, bought the house I'm in now. Like, so it was, uh, well, like, that's not, well, the decision was when to buy it, but it just happened. I was so lucky to, when it happened. Like. Mm. Worst decision you've ever made? Worst Sorry, decision. financial decision. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Financial decision, probably not a financial decision, but it's probably what I didn't do. Okay. As, as I said, my financial decision question was an something that I didn't do back yeah. in my twenties. Yeah. You know, yeah, of, yeah. As, as starting that plan. Do you mean I? As I said, I didn't. I didn't buy anything stupid, or, or I didn't. I didn't spend the money like I spent all the money like having crack, having holidays, and all this sort of stuff. But yeah. it's the stuff that I didn't do or, or got more. Like one of, one of the things that one of the advisors says all the time is like uh, his job is is to fix mistakes. Yeah. You know, it's not to, it's not to do a plan; it's to fix what what's gone wrong the last yeah, ten years. Wow. You know, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. yeah, that is a good one actually. Yeah. Um, and then last one, your very first or earliest money memory. First money memory. Did you have any other jobs? Like, did you work before rugby? Or? He hasn't answered my question. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, but I thought that, that his first wage. I was looking at a tip. Give help here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never had a proper job. For, uh, <laughs> That's what you wanted to ask. Worked, yeah, yeah. worked for a summer as a builder's laborer when I was in Fort Shire, but, uh, For the local Manalvi builder, Cyril McGuire. Shout out, Cyril. <laughs> Come on, Cyril. Go, Cyril. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, first of all, Probably my first wage in the academy and getting into Lancer. Right, right. yeah. You know, what was it? What was it? It was 333 euro a month we got. Wow. Yeah. Try uh, living in Dublin, like, you know? Wow. I, was, uh, I, I was living on uh, on campus in UCD, so my, okay. my parents sorted that out. Brilliant. While I was getting 333 a month um, on top of that for, for the academy wages, like, so. Uh, that, that's the first kind of first money. Just drink money, really. Yeah, pretty that? much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very good, excellent. Um, Dev, thank you. Thank you so much. No butter. Yeah. Thanks, lads. Yeah, brilliant. No, great to have you in. Yeah. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls and a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on AskPaul. And don't forget you can find Paul Reed on Paolo Rito on Instagram. Thanks, Paul. <laughs>